All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 219 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ Message Board. This is our final show for the year. You've made it this far. See it through. Watch us to the end of this episode. I'm joined today by 69th Blizzard Ken. Hello. St. Louis Kiss Lonnie. What's up? And Louise Daniel. Hello. So, uh we got some news to go through. First of all, let's go with... uh well, I guess it's kind of getting publicized today. Gene Simmons' vault. There's a fresh start for the vault coming in 2019. You can see some of what's planned by going to GeneSimmonsVault.com. There are vault options without the meet and greet available. Um, there are also suggestions of additional vaults being held during the tour. Uh, but one thing I do know is that Gene and the vault folk are grateful for everyone who participated in the vault during 2018 um, and look forward to a fresh start in 2019. So as someone who did the vault, all I can say is uh, check it out. Um, I'm still enjoying mine now, and I haven't been paid to say that. So I'd also like to personally thank everyone who supported the Gene Simmons vault supplement throughout the year. I've done several printings. Okay, I've done numerous printings. Um and each one has been rapidly consumed by vault owners and those who don't have the vault. So thank you very much. You've uh, you know made it worthwhile, the effort, putting it together, and I very much do appreciate it. There's a new Kindle version available. You're going to have to look at your documentation for how to update a Kindle book because I have no fucking clue. Um, I, and they wouldn't tell me how. They, they just said it's, it's on the web. So I, I assume it is on the web. But uh, good luck for that. And thanks to Nils. And I'm just going to pimp this one last time this year for uh, shit. Um, for doing the fantastic artwork for the final version. That really is the final version. And I'm going to pause for one second while I pick up all that shit that I do need for the rest of this show. So all that stuff that just fell over was our final giveaway for the year or our first giveaway for next year, depending on how you want to look at it. And the first giveaway for 2019 will be... A copy of the proof version of the final non-pretty cover of the Vault Supplements. And it's going to come with a 5 by 7 photo of Gene with everyone's favorite Fox, Eric Carr, signed by Gene at the Gene Simmons Vault in L.A. in January. Of course, the photo that comes in all of them. And a pick. Kiss FAQ pick, not the Gene Simmons pick. So if you want to win that... You have, we'll have to watch the rest of the show to find out how to enter that competition. I will s remember to say it this time. Entries have to be received by midnight on January the 3rd, 2019, and the drawing will be held probably the following day. <laughs> I didn't mention that the last time I did a giveaway. felt like a real idiot, but what's new? All right, let's move on. Other news. <sighs> Paul Stanley in the studio with Soul Station. There's going to be a Soul Station album. No, no new Kiss music, but a new Soul Station album. Um, any just initial thoughts on that, Daniel? Well, I think it's always nice with some Kiss-related material. 
So I guess I'll take it, but it, it, it's nothing I'm really looking forward to. Hearing the band performing live, Soul Station, it's a lot about the background singers. and uh, But with some studio magic, maybe we can get one or two tracks that are pretty enjoyable. And I always love a, a studio version with some Paul Stanley vocals. So there can be something there, maybe. Very nice. Let's go to someone who shook their head. Ken. Okay. <laughs> Am I the only one who shook their head? No. Uh, Okay, uh, you know, what? Okay, is there a market for this album? Because no, we've been told that there's no market for to do a Kiss album. No one's gonna buy it anyway. Why are they? Why are they doing a Soul Station album then? I, I just don't get that. Um, and he, I, I guess the other only other reason is they're not doing a Kiss album is because Paul Stanley can't sing enough to to do a kiss album now having said that it's still do a kiss album he can still write songs but have gene tommy and eric sing the vocals he can write songs for for tommy to sing or for eric to sing why not why not do that if that's the issue uh if his voice is the issue for singing a kiss song um but i don't want to really hear uh the just a boy falsetto for a whole album i really i really don't i mean he sings well in the falsetto but that's not what i what i want to hear from paul it just you know just doesn't make sense to me i don't either i don't want to hear that either but (laughs) having that or having nothing i'll take the soul station album so you're desperate in other words yes yes (laughs) (laughs) I I think I probably fall into a similar boat as Daniel in that um, it's better than nothing. And to be honest, I'm very curious to see what he does. Is it what we've seen on YouTube or is it something else? Is it Paul Stanley has written some songs that are in a R&B vein? Is it Plastic Soul or or whatever you want to call it? Um, What is it? It, It's not going to be Blue Eyed Soul. Uh, Daryl Hall would not approve. But what is it? And how? I, I don't want to judge it just by going into I would rather have a Kiss album than or nothing because I just don't know. I, I don't think I have enough um, information to kind of judge it from the YouTube videos. So what can be done in the studio is a completely different creature than what we've maybe seen so far. So I'm, I'm actually fascinated, but I, I totally agree with Ken. I don't want to hear an album full of basically just a boy vocals. Um, it's going to need to have something original. It's going to, the, the musicians and the, the players involved are all badasses. So, uh, you know, that doesn't frighten me in any mm-hmm. sense of the word. Um, but it's kind of funny that that news came out while I was listening to All for One. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right in the middle uh, of that. Ding. Okay, Lonnie, Soul Station. I agree with with you guys. I'll take it just for the simple fact that it's better than nothing. Um, I'm not looking. It's not something I'm going to have circled on my calendar, counting down the days. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go out and purchase this. Even though I will go out and purchase it, it's just. It's not something that's going to get me excited. And I, don't, I don't think it's going to move the meter very much at all. I mean, because who's going to buy it? Kiss fans, like people watching the show, people on the show. 
I don't think just people of Motown are going to go, oh, yeah, I want to go get that. I don't, I don't see the market for it. I don't see a big market for it outside of just hardcore Kiss fans are going to go buy it just for the simple fact that Paul Stanley's name slapped on the front of it. Yeah, just like a Paul Stanley cookbook or backstage. You know, hints, <laughs> hints for a better but, life by Paul Stanley. On the other hand, I think it's great if, if this is what he feels like doing, he should be doing it. He shouldn't half-ass a Kiss album again and do four or five mediocre songs. If he, if he's into soul music at this, at this time, I think it's an honest move from his side. He knows it won't sell, so I think it's good for him. It's at least better than those ugly shoes he did the other month. Puma. <laughs> I mean... Oh, I have a great idea. I'll just take something from 84 and put it on a shoe. And what a great inventor I am. That's just well, silly. It's just fucking silly. If he's, if he's in a studio, gee, I hope he doesn't wear out his voice for the tour coming up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, well, maybe he won't need to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here, here, here's a quick question. Uh, who owns That's a pair great. of Paul Stanley Pumas? Lonnie, do you have I Pumas? Do. You do? I do not. I do not. I got, I got the boomers. Yes. I can't wear those. We're too oh, we're, old for them. The I'm too old. That's exactly yeah, right. Silly. I'm too silly. old. for the concert. There's actually, let's uh, first uh, just mention the uh, Kiss World vinyl, which is uh, coming out. There's, I think, a couple of versions. Regular black vinyl is in the Kiss store, and colored vinyl is on the Universal uh, Sound of Vision, whatever fucking side, and it's kind of... You Discover or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's coming out. That was a... Europe-only compilation that was released in 2017. has a pretty weird track list. Go to KissMonster.com and check out the discography there for details on that. It doesn't have Deuce on it. Um, has some non-makeup stuff. Has, you know, a little bit of everything. So they're just throwing it out there, and it's going to be released as a CD in the U.S. as well in January with the vinyl, fin- uh, you know, following in March. Just quick takes on that. What are your thoughts on that? Is that the right product to tie in with the tour, or is it just a lazy, uh, universal throwaway uh, that you're going to buy anyway, Ken? Yeah, I bought it already, <laughs> at least the colored <laughs> vinyl. Um, but, yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it is lazy. <laughs> it's lazy. It's something that was already out on CD, so they're going to re-release it on CD. But yes, they're putting it on vinyl, which is cool because it wasn't ever on vinyl. Um, it'd be interesting, you know, how well that is moved over to vinyl. I'm guessing it's just going to be some kind of digital vinyl transfer, but who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. I would have rather had something else or, or a new compilation, even even a new compilation. Uh, of some sort different would have been cool but uh, you know it is what it is we get what we get Lonnie any interest you're gonna buy the vinyl don't give a shit um I bought the CD in 2017 and I'll buy the vinyl I mean it's a it's it's what I'm into it's it's the music you know what I mean so I'll, I'll definitely go out and get it I'll get the colored version and and pick it up at the same time I think it's a lazy effort. It's just throwing something out there that they created for the UK a couple of years ago when they toured. Um, 
track listing is interesting to release a product like that in the United States leading off with crazy, crazy nights. I mean, just the fact that it leads off with crazy, crazy nights is just, you can totally tell that it was made for, for the UK. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting too. That, like, I wrote a whole article the other day that why Deuce isn't included in this, in this new compilation. So, <laughs> but I'll, but I'll get it. It's, it's, it's cool. It's, you know, we we had mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago that we thought they might put out a, a possible compilation. We all kind of rolled our eyes at the idea, and they did, and they took about the laziest route possible by taking something they've already released overseas and just say, oh, here's a new album. Well, not really. I already have it. So, but I'll buy it on vinyl for sure. I mean, why not? Daniel? Well, uh, am I the only one who won't buy this one? I, I think it's so. I think it's too bad that fans are buying this kind of stuff. Uh, even though I understand if you're a collector and you want to have everything, but you just have to take one look at the cover and then you understand that this is some lazy, lame stuff they're doing. I mean, that cover is one of the worst ever, in my point of view. From my point of view, and uh, this thing with compilation albums. We've all said it before, but the last time I was uh, excited about uh, a compilation album was back in the early 90s when I found Smashes, Thrashes and Hits in a bin in Bournemouth, England. And like, ooh, this is great. And then after that, I don't know. Uh, I remember, I recall when they were on the reunion tour and friends of mine were buying this Greatest Kiss album, if you remember. I think it was released in 97. And I told them, Man, go and get double platinum. It's the same album, but half the price. It's even a better album. And that's the way I feel about this one. You could rather go a different route and buy something that has already been released. Uh, but it's better than nothing, once again. Again. So. <laughs> that's the, the common refrain of Million yep. Kiss fan. It's better yep. than nothing. Um, yep. I, I just think it's a best opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a missed opportunity to use uh, yeah. the new oh. photo shoot on the cover, which I think would look excellent yeah. to tie in with the tour. But you know what? I don't doubt that there'll be something in time for the European leg, and maybe this is just a stopgap because it's already been kind of sorted out in Universal System. You know, the tracking and all that, the mastering is all done, so you don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay any executive or compilation producer or anything. It's just done. And you know what? It, it's a very broadly diverse set list uh, or track listing. Everything from, you know, as Daniel says, starting off with Crazy Crazy Nights through God Gave Rock and Roll to You, uh, Lick It Up, Heavens on Fire, Tears Are Falling, Unholy, followed by Hard Luck Woman. That's going to be, yeah. Um, including uh, I'm a Legend Tonight, Modern Day Delilah, and Hell or Hallelujah. So very, very interesting. I think the mm-hmm. vinyl itself looks good. And you know what? My Kisteria box set has space in it. So, yes, I'm going to buy the fucking thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I'm not going to open it. I'm not going to drop the needle on it. So, you know, that's completely irrelevant from that point of view. All right. Enough of that. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. End of the year, naturally, it's going to be our wrap-up. You know, what are your top kisses from the year? Um, what's your one lump of Kiss-branded coal, the one thing that didn't quite meet your expectations? And finally, what is the one thing that you'd really, 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 really like in 2019 other than Kiss World on vinyl? Um, 
And I, I guess the first question in which to approach that is how did you approach that question? Did you rank your items or did you just lump them all in and say, I can't pick a top one? The way I kind of did it was I threw down all my things and I just decided what are the top two? Because everything else, it's, it's been a very good year for me personally as a KISS fan. Um, it's, it's very hard to kind of rank things. It's like picking a favorite child. You're just not supposed to do that and admit it in public. Um, so that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick my top two, and the rest of them are kind of random. Daniel, how did you approach the question? Well, um, uh, I did it in a similar way. To me, I have one or two standouts. And, of course, I wasn't at the cruise, and I wasn't uh, attending the Gene Simmons uh, uh, wall thing like you. So I guess you have a few more interesting personal uh, experiences. So I had to ha take a look at products and uh, performances that I've seen in other ways. Uh, so so um, I had one or two big things and then some more stuff that I think was pretty good this year. Yeah, and that's the key to Top Kisses. It doesn't have to be something that you attended personally. It could be something that leaked. It could have been something that you bought. It could be even something that you saw on YouTube. It doesn't matter. A kiss is a kiss. Whether it, Well, we won't go there. Uh, Ken, how did you kind of rank yours? Uh, I don't know if I really ranked them. I don't know if they really ranked them. They're a little bit ranked, but... Uh, I just came up with things that uh, I enjoyed, really, you know, during the year, whether, you know, we'll go over it later, but um, just things that, you know, I was kind of grateful for or happy that they happened uh, during the year or something, maybe it's something I bought, maybe um, just things like that. So. Oh, perfect. I hope you remind me of a few things that I forgot to mention on my list. Lonnie, how about you? Did you uh, put yours in order or are they kind of jumbled? I didn't put them in order. I kind of went through the year chronologically as the year progressed. Like, oh, you know, what did I do in January? Well, I went and we went to the Atlantic. I went to the Atlantic Kiss Expo in January, and I was like, okay, what happened in February? What 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 came out? What did I do? And I just kind of went through the year chronologically and just came up with my, with my list in that manner. Not really ranked in any kind of order or anything like that. What did you do in January? You were stuck in line waiting. I was stuck in line for nine hours. And when you weren't in line, you were stuck behind a table waiting for Julian to come yeah. back with another beer for himself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or tell me my wife, go get me and Julian in a beer and I got a death stare. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but it was good beer and it was appreciated. It was good beer in the end. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> we owe you. All right, let's get into some of these picks. Daniel, why don't we start with you on your first pick for the best of 2018? Okay, I'll, I'll pick, yeah. you know, it's always, we've been into this already somewhat, uh, new music is what we're really looking for, and I guess most fans have almost given up on new Kiss music, so we'll take anything, even Soul Station, but Ace Frehley's album for me is 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 one big thing this year. Not because I liked it particularly, but uh, I feel it's always good to have an album from a former KISS member that at least is in the vein of KISS's music, you know? It's a rock album, and he did his best. I, it, I didn't like it that much, but there were some <laughs> moments that uh, 
you felt like you were listening to to the old days uh, and uh, so him release and 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 the fact that he's releasing albums uh, pretty frequently these days is awesome and i do hope he releases one or two more before he he calls calls it the quits so so um the ace frail album even though it's not one of my favorites i think just the the idea of an original member releasing a rock album is pretty big in the Kiss world. So I'll pick that one. Nice pick. I don't even have that on my list. So, yes, new music is good, whatever it comes from. Ken, how about you? Let's have your first pick. Yeah, well, I'll remove Ace's album from my list because that's Daniel took that. So I agree I agree with Daniel uh, on that one. So I won't even mention that anymore, but I agree with him on that album. Um I'm just going to go with a big one for me, um, uh, which was the, you know, Gene Simmons vault experience. Um, <clears throat> that was at the beginning of the year. Um, and that was just one of the best things, you know, I've ever, you know, attended, uh, you know, kiss wise. I mean, it's not a kiss concert or anything, but almost in a way, uh, since we had, you know, Ace, uh, Eric Singer, Bruce Kulick, you know, uh, on stage with Gene and, uh, it was it was fantastic, and I finally got a picture with uh, you know well Gene of course, um, but uh, I got a picture with uh, Ace Frehley, I got a picture with Bruce Kulick, I got a picture with Eric Singer, so I crossed those all, all off my list, and uh, and just to to hang out with you know like Julian while we were down there, um, and and other Kiss fans, it was it was really cool. I mean it was just it was an all day thing, it's a long day. But it was well worth it, um, and finally getting my vault <laughs> was worth it mm-hmm. in the end down the road when it finally got to me. Um, um, so that that's my that's really my biggest and, and best thing of the whole year. It was that, and it was well worth it. I guess I have to jump in and say that that's also on my list, and that is my number two pick, and that is the only one, you know, other than number one that I ranked uh, in terms of what has occurred to me for very many of the same reasons as uh, what Ken mentioned. I mean, number one, hanging out with a bunch of really awesome Kiss fans for what eight or ten hours it, okay. yeah it was, it was it, something like that. It, yeah. it was a long day, ending up in kind of the ad for. Uh, for the vault yeah. as well, the keys of the kingdom and, you know, just off the cuff asinine comments that I was making. Cause I had no idea <laughs> someone's going to come up and ask me any questions with a camera in my face. Um, you know, Eric Singer busting my balls is always hilarious for me. I just, you know, tickles me pink, but getting a picture with him and Bruce was just, uh, absolutely brilliant. Wasn't expecting it. Wasn't expecting to have the opportunity to get the best photo. I will, I will never get another photo with Ace. <laughs> Because I've, I've done that. I will never get a better one than the photos with Ace I got that day because he was just so relaxed. He was just so, you know, down to earth. He, he was not out in space. Um, yeah. And Gene that day. I mean, obviously, it was the first vault. I was vault number two of the whole vault experience. You were number three. So we had different experiences than what it later became. But Gene was just awesome. And again, yeah. 
uh, one of the people I will call an MVP for 2018, Keith Falcourt, in making mm -hmm. it all run smoothly and being the guy who was abused by many people, being the guy you could go to with questions, being the guy who gave 100% of his body and soul into making it the very best that he could within the limitations that he was under. Absolutely fantastic. So that was my number two pick. Lonnie, what about you? Um, I alluded to, to it earlier, but probably the best experience I had all year, even though I came on the show and complained about it the next week about waiting in line to meet Vinny Vincent was going to Atlanta for the Kiss Expo down there. Um, it's still something that amazes me that it even happened, that I'd waited basically all my life almost to meet Vinny Vincent and flying down there. I, even still in the back of my mind had doubts. Is this really going to happen? Is this really going to live up? Not, not just live up to my expectations, but is, is he really going to come out? And is this really happening? And when he, he appeared and he came out and was it well organized? No. Did we have our gripes about the weekend? Yes. We, we had a whole show about that, but the fact that it happened and the fact that I got to meet Vinny and he, and he signed my, my history book being the last living member to sign my history book, signing my, my miniature guitar box set and, and signing my, my leg and going and getting that tattooed. And just when I gave Vinny the two items and he goes, what's your third item? And I go, Vinny, will you sign me? And he looked at, and I, I must've been the first person to do And other people did it that weekend, but I must've been the first person to do it all weekend. Cause he looked at me and he stopped and he goes, are you serious? And I said, yes. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and he's, you know, obviously he signed it really big down my leg. You can see my avatar on FAQ, but it's, I still look back at that and I was like, I can't believe that really happened. So, and I'm glad that I went to Atlanta. I'm glad I met him then because you know, as his comeback, you know, came throughout the year, you know, different difficulties have transpired. And I'm glad that I still don't have to check that off my bucket list. So that's my number one pick. No doubt about it is seeing and meeting him because I not only am I a Kiss fan, but I'm a huge Vinny fan as well. And and I don't need to meet him again because I don't want to have a, a bad experience with him. I, my time with him one on one was great. And he was very cordial and very nice. And he remembered me the next day when I waited at the, when I waited in line then for nine hours the next day. And I met him, you know, his, his attorney came up to me and goes, oh, let's see it, you know. And even though I hadn't gone to get a tattoo because I'd been waiting in line all day. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but he, he was very, very nice. And kind of like Julian was saying earlier with, with Ace Fraley that he doesn't need to get his picture taken with Ace Fraley again because he has the perfect thing. I don't know if I need to meet Vinny again because I had a great experience and I don't want anything to take away from that. Nice. That's just leaves me all fuzzy. Dang it. <laughs> Let's go to your next well, pick. Yes. Um, in short, uh, I have to agree with the vault thing being an excellent idea and pretty interesting, even though it was, uh, expensive. I think that was a great idea and, 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 and something I wouldn't have expected a few years back. So I think that was great. Uh, the Vinny thing I'm going to comment on later on when, when, we, when we move on to another segment. But uh, another big thing for me was actually uh, attending a show at Gröna Lund, the mm -hmm. classic grounds. 
you know, where Kiss played back in 76. And now it was time for Gene Simmons to enter the stage. And uh, it's great these days because it's pretty... Um, it's not like it was in the 90s when you attended a concert. You go to the concert now and you recognize people like from the internet that you haven't met. I'm sure you have had the same experience. And the brotherhood is even... I mean, it's uh, even more intense these days than, than back then because you know people that you really don't know. I, 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 it's a kind of a surreal experience when you go there and someone says, hello, Daniel. And you go, yeah, it's you. We've <laughs> talked on the Internet somewhat or you, we've seen each other's podcasts and so on. So I think that thing adds to the experience these days. So I, I, I think that's a great thing. And then... The concerts, of course, was great, and the uh, response he got from the audience was awesome, and I had a great time, and uh, the set list was really exciting, and the band played well, and uh, Gene was in good mood, and he had fun up there, and uh, we had good weather, warm and nice. We don't have that a lot, so... Uh, and. Uh, Finally, when he started playing the riff to Fits Like a Glover, I was in heaven. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that one coming. I I tried to stay away from looking at set lists before the show. I think it's uh, more just interesting to go in and don't know, don't, not knowing what they're going to play. So when he started playing Fits Like a Glover, it was like, ooh, heaven. That was cool. So I guess that's my number one for me because it's really awesome. Well, nice. I, I, I need to kind of interject there and say that was also my number one in one mm -hmm. aspect of what you spoke about, and that was the fans. And everywhere I went this year, bumping into people who I'd known online, oh. in many cases going back to when I was first online in 1993 and 94, many of whom I met for the first time, was what this year has been about for me. It will be my number one in any year that I get to meet a lot of people that I've known for many years or a year or even a month. I mean, there were some people on the cruise that I, I've just known online very briefly. And it was like, hey, you're Julian. Or, and like, hey, especially when I put the face to a name, which I'm horrible at doing, you know, it was a very cool thing. And it, it's kind of more important these days as we've been on in the Internet era now for 20, 25 years. And it's become kind of a negative in that I prefer when I go to an event and I'm sitting down with someone like Lonnie in Atlanta. It's like, you know, hey, Lonnie, how are you doing? I mean, we saw each other last the, the year previous, but it was like more real, even though we do these shows together on a regular basis or going to a show with Ken. It's like, you know, this is like how it should be. It should be personal. It should be, you know. Not this fictitious, fake, bullshit online keyboard warrior posturing bullshit, which it ha which it has become in, in many yeah. cases and continues to be, and it's, it's so tiresome. Whereas the moment you're in person, it's real, and then you get back, and sometimes people are dicks the moment they're back online, uh, but that happens very rarely. Sorry, there there are there yeah. are a few. So that was my number one pick for the year, and it had nothing really to do with KISS. It had something that KISS had facilitated that goes and will continue longer than KISS. Once KISS is done and over, there will continue to be expos. 
there will continue to be gatherings. There will continue to be bumping into someone who recognizes you from your avatar or from something that you've posted on Facebook who says, hey, are you? And that is what it's always going to be about. And that's the biggest gift, the gift of Kiss's music and Kiss it will, will have given me is people. So that, that, that was my number one. Ken, let's get to your next pick before I start getting the violin out and singing. And yeah, you're going to make me cry. Kumbaya. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so another pick for me, uh, again, no order, really, um, is, is being able to buy kiss tickets for shows next year. Um, I'm going to two shows, so... Uh, one near the beginning of the tour and one near the end of the U.S. Well, I think it is the end of the U.S. leg, uh, the Oakland one. Um, and just to, you know, see them, you know, one, which we believe, <laughs> uh, one last time, or it will be two last times, actually. So, and to, to do one, you know, meet and greet on the last one. Um that's what I kind of wanted to do uh, probably a couple of years ago. I said, I think the next one I'm going to do a meet and greet when I go see them again. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being there with Julian in the front row and, you know, enjoying I, it. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'll try not to stand in front of you, though. <laughs> uh, I, I apologize in advance. I hope you don't have that guy who we had at the Judas Priest show next to you. Uh, oh, that guy. <laughs> Get, I can still see over his head though, but I mean, he kept inching in front of me. You know, it was one of those kind of guys, like because yeah, he, he couldn't see that through the guy in front of him in the row before front of him, so he decided to move in front of me within the same row. I'm like, okay, what are you doing, man? And finally, I just took my spot and didn't let him come back in front of me anymore. But it was kind of ridiculous. But anyway, having said that, um, I don't expect that to happen in the uh, the Kiss show. So. Uh, Again, one last time or two last times seeing them, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy to have my tickets, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to both of those shows. Yeah, not unless there are people who have uh, paid the 7500s to watch from the pit or are directly in front of us, in which case they better be wearing helmets because they'll be getting punched in the fucking heads to get out yeah. of the way. Um, okay, uh, Lottie, how about you? Yeah, I had kiss tickets on my list too, that – just to echo what Ken was saying, just so I'm not going back and saying the same thing later, but buying his tickets for my last two shows, again, like you guys, I'm going to see him once in, in February next year and then once in September next year. So I get to see him close to the beginning and close to the end of 2019. I'm not going to say of the North American tour because I know they're going to do something around again in either secondary markets or lost cities or something. If it's a three year tour, don't tell me you're not going to do a run through the States again. Yeah, at some point. Do you want to if go to a, Do you want to go to again, Australia with me? Go see the band in Australia. You're gonna to go to Australia? Are you serious? Very. You're very, thinking about. You're thinking tempted. about. I'm telling you. Oh I've already refinanced the house for the tickets that I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Might as well go More. all in, eh? <laughs> yeah. If I'm, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it right. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? You only live once, or you get killed for doing things. I might get killed if I say I'm going to go to Australia to see Kiss. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, but thank you guys. It's cool to be able to go to 
it, it's an we and we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago that it's an experience in itself buying kiss tickets for what, what might be your last set of kiss tickets you ever bought so it it was it was an experience it was it was a hit on my on my bank account and but it's also something that i'm that i'm extremely looking forward to and it's only two months away from me and like a month away for julian to see him yeah are you, are you doing a show with your brother I'm doing a show in Memphis with my wife and then St. Louis with my brother. Awesome. Because, of so, course, uh, he's part of your history, isn't he? Right. Exactly. He introduced me to the band, so it's perfect. I get to see him one more time with my wife and one more time with him. So it's awesome. All right. So I'm, I'm going to throw up my next pick. And now I'm in no order whatsoever. It's just a list of uh, some of the things. Mm-hmm. Atlanticus Expo. And it's the whole expo. It's not just meeting Vinny. It's uh, obviously I had a dealer table. I was able to skip to the top of the line because I just am an asshole. And uh, <laughs> no, I'd actually missed my number. So they they, did. Told, they told me that you could just go <laughs> and jump up there and go in. But, you know, working the table again, it gave me the opportunity to meet so many people. There were bags. I mean, Lonnie, you saw, well, maybe Becky saw some of the bags of books that people were bringing in and saying, would you mind signing these? And mm-hmm. I mean, this one this one this one it was like holy crap you know that kind of brought it back home you know how much people have supported me over the years with these numerous projects and repackagings and new ed additions that i've done um being next to come on some pretty freaking cool people had tables in that area where i was located podcast rock city was there uh rn was next door uh with the vinnie vincent t-shirts it was so cool. I mean, people and getting roped in at the last minute to do the Q&A for Jeff and Kurt, two guys who I have a great deal of respect for, the research that they've done and presented to the KISS Army, to get up on stage with those guys when I've done very similar with my on tour and just get to ask them some questions and them to tell the stories. And I'm just standing up there and I'm not in the audience listening to it. I never did get to see the video that they showed, though. That was a bit of a bummer. But it was awesome. I didn't either. (laughs) You know, and then meeting Vinny. And it was one of the coolest things because, like you, Lonnie, we didn't know. It was 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 unknown. It was an act of faith that we booked tickets, that we showed up. I mean, I showed up, and from that first evening, I arrived. And um, for everyone who tunes into part two of this, uh, I talked to Nils. um, Mm-hmm. Our first night in Atlanta was, again, about the people. We had dinner at the restaurant in the hotel before they forgot how to serve. And, you know, it was fantastic that night. But Arian was there, um, Nils, and, and I, I just forget who, who else. James was there, you know, and it was just, again, like family coming together. But that was what it was about the lines didn't matter because i didn't have lines i mean i saw the lines and thought that was horrible but when i actually got one-on-one with Vinny, it was insane he was just so nice he was just so kind of relaxed and chill and he wasn't what i expected and the photos sucked the photos were fucking awful unacceptable garbage and I, I I can only say thank you to Andy and Joe for doing the gathering so that I ended up with a good picture of myself with Vinny this year because the Atlanta one, it would only be a memory. Now I've actually got a photograph to go with it. Um, Atlanta Kiss Expo, Derek Christopher, 
for everything I have criticized you about during the year, you did at least get Vinny on stage doing a Q&A, doing a, a little guitar impromptu with Robert Fleischman. He did at least pull it off. For everything else I can criticize you about, from Memphis, from other things, your Nashville Expo that got canceled before it was even authorized, and maybe even going into February. You did at least get him on stage, and that is to be commended. So Yeah, and we said that back in January, too. You know, say what you want about this or that. At the end of the day, he did produce him, yep. and he was there. And that's something that all, everyone in attendance still had a – had some doubt in the back of their mind walking in there that day. Yeah, and Atlanta, come on. Tom Shannon got to meet him. You know, the guys put an mm-hmm. incredible Kiss by Wax book set out. You know, does the Rockologist now and has put out some insane product. Jason as well. Oh, my God. I mean, I could just go through Jeff Seuss, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, you know, so many people. Andrew was there too. You got to meet Andrew for the first time in Atlanta. I did, and I got to play him an unreleased demo that he'd never heard. <laughs> and we're just sitting there hunched over with me playing it on my phone. So he got to hear something that few people have gotten to hear. So that that was uh, very cool. And then it was just like, well, that was it. All right, Daniel, let's move on to your next one. Well, um, you picked pretty much the ones I, I was thinking about, you know, buying kids tickets and that kind of stuff. I actually had a chance to go to two concerts as well, one in Sweden and one in Norway. Uh, we'll see if I if I will attend both, but uh looks like it. Uh, well, I, I'll take something from left field. Let's see, um, well, TV performances. Back in the day, I always refer to the 90s because that's what, when Kisteria was at its height for me, you know, when you were a kid. Uh, I remember waiting to see that TV live performance from Arsenio Hall, if you remember that one from 93. It still is one, yes, it is. It's still one of my favorites of all time, including the the makeup era. Uh, And this year they uh, lately done quite a few TV shows, and I always enjoy them uh, and think back of the times when you were longing to, to see one of those because they weren't playing a lot live on, on TV. And uh, I guess the jury is still out if they're playing live <laughs> now as well, but, but at least it looks live. So I, I think they did some cool stuff this year. Uh, just a few, I guess, a month ago or something, they were at the... What's his name? James, the late late show James James Camden or something. That show? Do you know? You have no idea. I know what you're talking about. I, I don't know his name though. Yeah. Know. Well, he actually joined the band and they had some fun on stage and they did a rendition of Rock and Roll All Night and and they they've been at on uh, they've been on Jimmy Fallon I think and a few shows. And I think that's kind of cool seeing them rocking it out uh, in a TV studio, mainly because I have so good memories of it from, from the 90s, but I think it's cool that they still do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because awesome. it's about the music, man. And live music. I, I love Kiss Live. So. And on if TV. it is live. So, so yeah. good. Alright, Ken, let's move on to your next pick. You're muted. Still muted. You're still muted. Man. There you go. <laughs> Daniel, is it James Corbin? Uh, yeah. Corbin, that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. It's past All my right. bedtime. I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, all right. So another one on my list is that they finally did something right. Universal, um, the music, um, and Kiss, I guess, um, with the release of the solo album box set uh, with the four, you know, colored vinyl, um, marbled vinyl, um, and with the little extras that they did. Well, I mean, Kiss Online did the extra package uh, with, you know, the coasters and T-shirt and so on. Um, and, but the, the box set itself um, is, is great. I mean, just the heavyweight vinyl, the color, the the sleeves are heavyweight. They have the turntable mat uh, on it in there. And then the other little, uh, you know, like 12 by 12, you know, the photos of the album covers were in there too. That little, uh, that's frameable uh, photos too um, of, of the album. So it's, I don't know. It was just a very nice package and hopefully there's more to come like that. Obviously they did the rock and roll over thing, but I hope they do more of those extra special kind of packages like that. And, but it took a while for them to get it, get it right, but they did it. They finally did it. So hopefully it sold well enough for them to, you know, do, do some more, plan some, plan for more down the road. Yeah, that was on my list, so I get to scratch that one off immediately. But think about the vinyl that has officially been released this year, starting with Destroyer Red Vinyl. That was early in the year, right? right? And then mm-hmm. the solo album box set, they absolutely knocked that out of the park. I mean, I'm surprised. I, I didn't get to complain about anything with Destroyer. I know some people complained that it wasn't solid red, and there were, you know, shut up. It was really cool. It was well <laughs> done. Um, same with the solo box i mean some people actually complained about the the differences in the vinyl color variations just mm-hmm. because of the production technique i mean um yeah, yeah I, i'm kind of mixed on that but it gives you an opportunity to trade with people and maybe make new friends mm-hmm. how about that look at a positive out of a perceived go. negative but you know that whole product and i bought the kiss uh the kiss online package of the t-shirt the badges and the coasters and thought it was extremely well done the rock and roll over was again just absolutely stunning with how it did look it really exceeded expectations and i'm glad to see them reacting maybe to some of these pirate counterfeit pieces of shit that have been released the love gun and first kiss album on pie and emi for the first album which are mm-hmm. just garbage, fuzzy pieces of shit. And now Universal is doing it right. You're paying a premium, but you're getting the good quality. So, uh, like again, that yeah. was on my list. Lonnie, let's go to you. Yeah, the vinyl is definitely on my list too. I haven't gotten to open up my rock and roll over. I have to. I have to wait till the 25th of December. I'm told to open that. So, <laughs> just, you just buy what you. You just buy what you want. You don't ever let me buy you anything. Like, oh, okay, well, wrap this up and give it to me. Anyway, um, yeah, the vi- the vinyl is definitely on my list as well. Um, but for me, a, a, on a personal thing, um, if you've watched the show throughout the year, you know that I moved this year when we moved into a new house. And for me, a, a really cool Kiss thing for me in 2018 was decorating my, my new Kiss room and painting the walls metallic silver and hanging up my my gold records and my different memorabilia on the walls and making my very, they see there it is. You're just, you're just teasing me right now. You're just, um, hang, you know, decorating my own, my, my new kiss room and, and making it the way I wanted to. And then 
having it be just this overwhelming all shock and all experience walking into it. So can can I gotta wait till the twenty fifth. I don't I don't know what to tell you. So it looks very nice. So for me that was it was definitely an experience taking taking these teal walls and painting them silver and, and transforming what probably was like a, a kid's playroom or something at one point and turning it into this still is a kid's playroom. Exactly. And I work in the security and I work in the security industry and have cameras in there now and if, <laughs> even if my wife walks in there and I'm not there, I get an alert on my phone, hey, what are you doing? The motion detector went off. Why are you in the kiss room? Get out of there. Don't try to sell my stuff. So, so I, I think you're basically guaranteed that she will never go in there because why would she want to? Oh, yeah. Unless she's trying. Well, it's to keep her out of there. Keep her trying, trying to sell stuff, you know. So, no, he won't. He won't notice this tour book's gone. So it's but it's it's great. It's I, I absolutely love it. So it's, it's one of the biggest things I did this year was was transforming that room into the way it is now. Oh, congratulations to you and Becky on that, buying that. That's wonderful. You obviously don't live in San Francisco. I hate you. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel, moving on. Give us another pick. Well, we have to mention one of the great concerts this year, and I'm thinking about the cruise, and I'm not thinking about Kiss, the Bruce Kulick set list, and the concert, of course, is one of the highlights of this year. Much as it was last year, uh, Bob, unfortunately, couldn't be on the cruise for some reasons that hasn't. I don't know if they, they have been disclosed, really, but uh, there was something with a contract or something. Yeah, But Bruce managed to find some guys that really could deliver the goods. Delivering the goods. Yeah. You was priest there for you. Uh, uh, but... Uh, I think that concert was great. What uh, I'm sure you saw it live, Julian, so you can maybe tell us a little bit more. But from from uh, the outside, from uh, most fans weren't at that concert, so we had only seen the clips. And from from that, it seems to have been really good concerts, and they really dug deep into uh, the the they they found some some rare tracks to perform that we haven't heard a lot and. I just wish they could get the Revenge Era line up together and play some of those songs. Man, it would rock, you know, man. But I guess this is uh, the best we can get at this point. And Bruce really performed well. Played some of those solos like King of the Mountain, stuff like that, that sounded awesome. So I think that's a highlight for people who, who weren't able to attend a lot of, you know, expos or or uh, the cruise or or... The, the, the Walt, I mean, that concert stands really stands out for me. I think it it was a gift for people like you and me who became fans with Asylum, maybe Lonnie for his love of revenge. The, the non-makeup era continues to be respected and represented by Bruce doing these shows. So Bruce knocked it out of the park. I, I think the only thing I hope for maybe in a post-Kiss world is Eric and Bruce teaming up in a band called Revenge and mm. taking that non-makeup era band catalog. You know, that means Eric having to perform the previous Eric's stuff, which he can more than adequately do. Come on, he's Eric fucking singer. Uh, he can play anything. Um, I, I think he those two could go out and into theaters and just 
do what they've done on the cruise, what Bruce has done on the cruise, and play the hell out of that catalog and remind you how great it is. And pulling out stuff like, uh, you know, Sword and Stone. I mean, who would have thought it? I mean, I was sitting up on the the level above the stage, the pool deck stage, just watching them do that Carnival of Souls medley with my jaw just getting further and further down. And I'm not a fan of that album now. I loved it when it came out, but it hasn't aged well for me. But watching them play it, hearing them play it, hearing Todd sing those Kiss songs was just absolutely stunning. Watching Bruce, I mean, I was taking photos as well with um, a Super Zoom, and I just ended up watching him through that, his hands playing guitar and just how effortless he is. You know, he, he's, a, he's the ambassador of Kiss because he respects everything about its history, but he does present his own era so well so that we never forget that it's not just about the makeup there was a whole different band and he was a part of it so you know bless him because he he, he won't let us forget he will not let that lineup be forgotten he won't let that music be forgotten and i hope that uh, you know he keeps getting invited back on the cruise however he wants to do it you know if it's with bob great you know i've watched the dvds of that i can kind of do without some of the paul 78 stuff in favor of hearing more of the forgotten stuff you make me rock hard holy shit i mean turn on the night i saw him in indie as well so it's really fun ken when you come off mute let's go to your next pick i'm off mute okay (laughs) that helps um yeah believe it or not um the next one um is actually is I guess a compilation in a way. <laughs> um, all the the books that kind of came out this year. I know you mentioned a little bit. You mentioned like uh, Tom Shannon's uh, books, um, Kiss My Wax books, um, the Lynn Christopher, uh, uh, Lynn Christopher, um, Lynn Goldsmith. Uh, that's a that's a bad slip there. But uh, yeah, Lynn Goldsmith uh, book um, is that's very nice book. Um, and then, uh, you know, Julian's books, too, i got to mention, you know, the 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 Crazy Nights uh, book, what is it called now? I have it. I have that and, and the Gene Simmons supplement, um, plus the, the Kiss Classified book also was uh, a very good one, yep. too. Um, and I may be, <clears throat> may be missing more. I'm sure there's more. That I'm missing, but uh, yeah, the, all the books. And the, Shit, which love, reminds love, me, Kiss, cool. Kiss Army Spain put out the. Uh, there you go. I've got to follow up on that email because they put out a they put out a photo book from the uh, European tour, and I, I forgot to get back to them on that. So. Yeah, so all the books that came out, um, it's it, we keep getting something which is cool. Um, I'm hoping for uh, more. Ne- well, we have definitely. I know there's the uh, the magic book. Um, but, you know, Ross Radley's book, which I'm very look, much looking forward to that one. I think that's going to be fantastic. They're better, right? Um, and, and whatever else comes after that, um, you know, hopefully there's more to come. Yep. Hopefully Kiss Tree Volume 3 to tie in with the tour. Gene, nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink, say no more. Bonnie, <laughs> let's go to your next pick. Um, for me, my next one is something that I didn't necessarily do, but my Buddy Joe Dell did for me when I was in California, and he all of a sudden decided, "Hey, I'm going to go drive to Toronto to meet Peter Chris 
this week. What do you want me to bring? And I'm like, crap, I'm out of town. And my dad went to my, my in-laws are actually in California too. My dad went to my in-laws house and got my box set out of their house, brought it to his house. Joe went and got it from my dad and Joe took it all the way to Toronto to have Peter Chris sign it for me and bring it back. So that happening even though i didn't do it but but joe getting that done for me and having the last signature on that box set so i had Vinny to sign it this year and peter to sign it this year getting every member on that box set it's one of if not the favorite favorite piece of kiss merchandise that i own signed by all living members so thanks joe for taking care of me as you always do joe's a good guy Um, he's the best have you do you have a peter chris autograph tattoo I do. I met Peter one time. He did um, Chicago back in 2000. He did like a, a horror convention in Chicago back in 2012. And I went up there and I have the Peter Chris um, rock and roll over picture on inside of my right calf. And he signed that. He signed underneath that for me that day. And he signed a couple other things for me. And I didn't bring the box set to that because at the time, I only had like Eric Singer and Bruce Kulik and and maybe Tommy Thayer on it at the time, and it wasn't like a priority thing that oh I got to get Peter on this. I mean, I didn't even have Gene and Paul at that point. I didn't. It was like a pipe dream of getting all of them on there at, at that point in time. So I didn't even bring it with me. And, you know, it was, you know, I should have brought that. I should have brought more things because I've only met Peter the one time, unfortunately. So, but yeah, I do have the Peter tat to answer Julie's question. Very cool. All right, my next item's very easy, and it's one of the best interviews I've ever done. It's one of the toughest interviews because we weren't able to do it in one sitting. It took about eight sittings um, to do, and that is Michael James Jackson. Um, He just turned out to be one of the most fascinating characters that I've spoken to in recent years. He is just so relaxed, so intelligent, so, so expressive that it really could have turned into an extremely long conversation had I not kept the focus just on the kiss error. Um, and he's someone who I, I think actually would make a very good book. Nothing to do about creatures and lick it up. Those just being a single chapter in his whole career, because he has an awful lot more experiences of the bands and artists that he's worked with, how he got into the industry. But, you know, for all of the interviews that I've done, he will stand out as one of the most fascinating, one of the most rewarding, one of the most, you know, just um, I, I can't even find the word to, to really describe it. And then being invited to interview him on stage at the Indie Expo um, was just a, a really cool personal experience. I mean, I was shitting kittens on stage because I'm not a public speaker type person. I do not like being in front of an audience. I was doing the same in Atlanta when I was on stage uh, with Kurt and Jeff. I do not like that. That is way out of my comfort zone. And sitting there having anxiety attacks, you know, interviewing Michael James Jackson um, for about 50 I think there are only 50 people or so in Indy, was very stressful. But it was also very fun. It was a great personal challenge to get up there and then turn it over to the, the fans to ask their questions. And they came up with some really, really good questions. And, you know, thanks to Mike Brown for filming that so that I can actually go back and rip off those questions to ask him if I get another chance. So uh, very, very cool gentleman. So I'm on the cruise, had a nice chat with him before he did his Q&A. Um, again, a high point of my year. 
So, uh, Daniel, let's move on to you. Well, well, I think we have to mention um, this thing called the Kiss FAQ podcast because uh, the what? I think that's this this thing <laughs> we're doing right now. I think it's one of the highlights for at least me when it comes to my Kiss fandom at this point, uh, and I'm 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 sure it's important for you too as well. Uh, I remember when I suggested we, we should start this a few years back, I, I, I sent a, a PM to Julian and I said, well, what the heck? Let's, it's his let's fault. try it. It's, it's his yeah. fault. I didn't yeah. want to it's know. It's your yeah. fault. <clears throat> let's, let's try it. And it started off a, a bit shaky, but uh, since then we've, we've improved and I always look forward to, to these kind of, 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 of uh, discussions. And it's really fun just listening to you guys and be a small part of it and uh, see that there are people around the world that are even crazier than, than I am when it comes to KISS. I thought I was a nut case, but I guess there are there, you can be even more into the band that, that, that I am. So it's really interesting to hear all of you guys. And, and you're, you're, at points, you're so close to the band and you meet them. And since you're over there... Over on the other side of the Atlantic, it's it's fun to to follow you and see what you do and uh, yeah, see how you interact with 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 the guys in the band and the people around and uh, so so the Kiss FAQ podcast is important to me and it seems like it's important to a lot of other people as well. So that's just fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for mentioning that. I mean, it's uh, you know obviously having access to events is a big difference as someone who lived overseas previously and missed out on an awful lot of things coming back to the States to live. And all of a sudden it's things are within reach gives, gives us a lot of opportunities that some people don't ever get. So, you know, the pot, the podcast thing is on my list and I, I'm just going to weigh in there as well. I, I didn't specify the kiss FAQ podcast because for me, the kiss FAQ podcast has given me, access into other podcasts as well and in in many cases it's like a brotherhood that there are a lot of people doing similar things with a similar outlook i know some of you guys have done other podcasts as well um on other shows and been a part of a, a greater community and that's really what it uh kind of has become for me the rock and pod expo is a great example of podcasts coming together for kind of a bigger picture a greater good i know in 2017 lonnie and poor becky were you know came out for that um you know mark came down from canada for that and that was the first time we ever met but we also got to meet matt porter we got to meet mm -hmm. ken mills, ken mills. Uh, you got to meet gary schaller lee mccormick um joe polo i mean again an endless like craig smith endless list jody. Of people yeah jody have not um you know guys from non-kiss podcasts as well it, it really is again about the 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 people factor and at this year's rock and pod expo which is on my list um again getting to see a lot of these same people who we'd seen the year previous but now we we've done shows with each other crossover the guys from the ages of rock podcast alan tate bill algie and dennis talbot you know there is so much crossover happening so much cross-pollination that again it's a, a community out there celebrating not just kiss but music 
and the new guys on the block. I've got to do quite a few episodes with uh, Greg Troyan and Steve Smith of the Lipstick Panel talking about Kiss albums, and they do shows about other bands as well. Um, that's been a high point of my year, going on other shows, doing our shows, um, continuing to just get together with fellow fans and talk about Kiss when it's with Daniel or Lonnie or Ken or Mark or Alex or whomever. Um, is wonderful talking to other people about other music as well and even just skyping and talking music and it never gets broadcast which is probably just as well um it's really grown into something that i never would have expected being bullied into doing a podcast for the kiss faq by daniel <laughs> and alex but it's, it is all daniel's fault and thank goodness he's made the suggestion because i probably would have still been saying no um and I would have missed out on an awful lot of good times, good conversations, good point of views um, by not doing it. So, yeah, th those are two items on my list that I get to scratch out in one go. Ken, let's get to your next item. Yeah, that's on my list, too. <laughs> Kiss podcast. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm running out of and, stuff. Cause and the friends we, we, you know, we've made, you know, doing th these podcasts and people, other kind of somewhat, you know, like-minded people uh, to a degree. Uh you know, at least as far as being KISS fans, you know, or p passionate about KISS itself. Um, yeah, it's a big thing for me. Um, and yeah, I, I've appeared on a couple couple other uh, podcasts and, it, you know, uh, it wouldn't have happened had I not been on this podcast here. So uh, I'm thankful for that and I've enjoyed the uh, however many years we've been doing this now. Um uh, it's it's been a been a great ride and it's gonna I think continue for a while. Um, so it's a cool thing. Um, otherwise, on my list, I guess is um, I don't know what else. I mean, I had on my list uh, this about uh, Vinny's. <laughs> I wrote this down. Vinny's trials and tribulations or whatever. Um, just to keep it him coming back and, you know, getting it back in the news and the kiss world and, and keeping it interesting. Um, there's always something when, he, when he's something going on with Vinny, you know, you're going to get something interesting. So it's kept me interested. Um, it's unfortunate. Some of the things that have happened, but uh, I'm glad that, you know, people like Julian and Lonnie were, were able to get out there and meet him. Um, uh, at least get that done. Um, and I, I don't know what's to come with him, but hopefully, hopefully music. I, I hope somehow he's, he's able to manage to, you know, release some music or, you know, new music in the future. So uh, Vinny, you know, or the, epi or the, ep back. the episode of decibel geek featuring Vinny Vincent. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> That'll be a must here. A must yes. tune in. And oh, highly, yeah. Highly unlikely to happen. Well, highly I, unlikely. I've only got two items left on my list. So, Lonnie, uh, hopefully you still have something that someone else hasn't covered. I'm running low. Um, we've kind of had some crossovers. I had Ace Frehley's so, solo album on my list and um, Colored Vinyl, which we talked about. Um, I had a different vault experience than what you guys did, where I didn't purchase a vault, but I did go to a, a vault experience and it was, you know, it, it's, it's, it ranks high on my list too. getting, getting to meet Gene, getting to 
kind of help out with behind the scenes stuff with Keith and I'll echo what, what, what Julian said earlier, um, everything that Keith did this year to get the vault into the fans hands. He did an extraordinary job and worked his tail off all year long. Um, and then the next day, um, Ace did a little private show at a restaurant in St. Louis and getting to have some one-on-one time with Ace and getting my picture with him and talking with him and him, you know, signing a few things and, and just watching Jody tune his guitar for him, you know, was just a surreal experience just to kind of stand there in the corner while, while that's going on and Ace showing Jody, no, no, this is how you, this is how I like it. And this is the, this is the way I want you to do it. And like, you know, really kind of behind the scenes stuff that most people never get, never get to see or experience. So that was really, really cool. And I'll, I, um, at the end when we had our pictures taken with Ace and then they went and got them developed real quick and then they came back and says, Oh, now Ace is going to sign these pictures for you. And I just write down your name and Ace will, you know, obviously just copy your name and write on there to Lonnie or whatever. And he looks at my, and I wrote my name, capital L and then lowercase O N N I E. And Ace looks at it. He goes, what's that say? And I go, Lonnie. And he goes, ah, oh. he goes, that's why I write in all caps. You guys. <laughs> Okay, good for you. <laughs> um, it's just something Ace really said to me. I'll never forget. So that's kind of sums up the rest of my list, actually. Um, we've kind of had some crossover with, with everything else. But getting the one-on-one time with Ace and Gene during that whole experience was really cool as well. All right. I've only got two more items on mine. And let's see if I can do this without breaking it. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Paul Stanley guitar on the cruise. I would never buy a signed instrument from the band. I do have a Tommy Epiphone that I play every day. That I play, and I'm going to probably rub off the uh, inscription. But writing so much for Paul to write was priceless. Watching him actually focus on writing it, everything that I'd written down on that guitar, and having him spell my name wrong to match what Gene had spelled on the vault and <laughs> Keith was standing next to us at the same time and he was he was trying to tell you know Paul this is Julie he's a guy who's done all those books and shit you know and uh, Paul's, oh, Paul's, no. Paul's tongue's nearly sticking out the side of his mouth while he's focusing on writing he could care less or you know he was so focused on what he was doing but it's not just the guitar and you know having an instrument that I will play that Paul signed for me with a dedication it was the Q&A at that event that you only got to attend if you bought in or bought a strap or a mic or the guitar. It was just one of the coolest events I've ever been to uh, with Paul just being so relaxed and being so introspective. It was Paul, to me, seemed to have kind of turned off the filter and when he was talking about narcissism and, and the difference between that and loving yourself, I just thought it was incredibly kind of a deep look into his psyche. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Again, it was. I just thought it was a different sort of look. It wasn't like the party line, the cookie-cutter responses. It, it, it wasn't um, – the questions weren't filtered. So I, I got the mic, and I was able to ask him a question. And – 
he gave an answer and went into a segue into something that he wanted to talk about related to that, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. And yeah, I'm the guy who asked him the question about the Wicked Lester reel and whether he had baked it yet or whether he'd uh, transferred it yet. And then he talked about baking reels and transferring stuff and then said why he was you know, messing around with stuff like that for his book. So at that point, we found out about the book and what was going to be happening in 2019 with that. But all of the other topics and all of the questions that my fellow fans asked at that event were really good questions. It was, you know, there was no, you know, asking about rock and roll all night or stupid shit that we hear too often on radio shows or interviews. It was just a very humble, approachable guy um, relaxed and at peace in his own skin talking, which was, it was just so much fun that day. And also to have Nils there with me and, you know, Mike and other people that I know, uh, again, a, a very kind of, it, it, it was special. It, it, it was, you know, again, it was exclusive. So you felt you were doing something fun and that's the only time I'm going to do that sort of buy-in. Unless I buy the Tommy signed up for Explorer, which I'm still on the fence about, but we'll we'll have to see what happens closer to when uh, Oakland happens in September next year, whether I can afford to do that, because I'm very tempted. That's a Pete Willis guitar, so I can always say that's not a Tommy Thayer guitar. That's Pete Willis. <laughs> okay, okay. To win the final Kiss FAQ podcast of the year. The Gene Simmons Vault Supplement, including a 5x7 signed Gene Simmons and Eric Carr photo, Gene Simmons print from the LA Vault, and a guitar pick. Email kissfaq at outlook.com. What was Julian's favorite event of 2018? Again, what was Julian's favorite event of 2018? Put that in an email to the address, and a random drawing will be held. Thank you. So that that was one of my last ones. And then the the final item on my list was Kiss Indoor Show on a cruise. I finally did a cruise. I finally crossed that little check mark off my list of seeing Kiss perform live on a cruise. I saw them do a set list which compared to other years sucked, but comprised of twenty songs that I love. So I got to see a show where I could look across the audience, see Andy Moyen and his wa- and his wife to be, his fiancée, and see other people that I've known for many years online, some who whom I've met, and to be at the same show as then. Again, it goes back to people. It goes back to an, kind of an exclusive exclusive event. I don't know if I'll do Kiss Cruise Nine. I don't know if I can afford that. Um, but I've finally done it. I've done a Kiss Cruise, and. While I didn't see much of Kiss on the boat other than on stage, I saw Kiss on a cruise. I've seen them in just about every sort of venue, from stadium to uh, casino. I'm happy. I'm good. I'm done. If that's it in 2019, so be it. Um, 2018, like 2017, has been an incredible year. Who would have thought that this late into a band's life cycle that we would still be able to get this excited about so many different things. Daniel, do you have any items left on your list? Well, it's hard to follow up on that one, but but, but I'll just ma- ma- mention that I think it's uh, fun and not fun, but but it's uh, it's good to see that 
they seem to uh, get along again, Ace, Paul, and Gene, to a higher degree than previous years. And uh, when Gene brought Ace for the tour of Australia, I think it was a awesome thing, and they joined him on stage and, and so forth and so on. Uh, but it's just clear that they get along. And for decades, they didn't. But now they seem to have come to the understanding that, well, we've had our differences, but let the past be the past and let's move on. And I think that's just great to see. Uh, Pierre is still, you know, he, he seems to be a little bit on, on the side, so to speak. He's not uh, at the same he doesn't seem to have the same uh, relationship to Gene and Paul, but at least Ace, Gene and Paul seem to have finally, you know, understood that they are in this for, for life and they can, they should be able to get along and now they, now they do. So uh, I think that's just great to see from a fan's perspective. It's, it's nice to see. Have you been reading Ace's interviews recently? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it? I, I think you have some catching up to do. Um, it's it's getting colorful. Ken, any last items on your list or any final thoughts? Yeah, no real last items. Uh, I just I left off another book, but the book didn't come out. It was you know Big John's book? Um, it's yeah, still we're, we're still, still waiting still for waiting. it. Waiting, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I, I know I put money into it. So um, hopefully it's it comes out, you know, during the beginning of the year or something like that. I'm guessing it will. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing really, nothing nothing else on the list, actually. I think we hit everything. So, you know, I don't know if we were going to talk about the coal or, or not. Um, Julian, the coal. Yep, the we'll, coal. we'll get to those in one moment after Lonnie gets his opportunity to wrap up any of his items. That was it. I we've had a lot, a little bit of crossover, and yeah. my my list has kind of been knocked out with and just echoing what you guys are saying. Yep. So, but, but coming back to Ace, I think because he isn't a part of the the tour, I guess his mindset might might be a bit off these days but but he'll he'll come back you know when he when he gets over it but of course he's disappointed so i think that w might be what makes him say stuff at this point i still he, he will get over it okay so take us into your lump of coal the one thing in 2018 that did not work for you that was a failure yeah. that didn't meet your expectations well uh with all respect, I have to talk about a thing that you mentioned, uh, the Vinnie Vincent thing. Uh, I'm sure it was great for you to be there, but from a fan's perspective, from the outside, I would rather have, have him stay away from the limelight. You know, he seems, from what I've seen, he seems so weird. And he wasn't able to play. And he said some crazy stuff when he was up there with Gene. Uh, it didn't work really well. They were, I mean, I love you, Gene. I mean, what the hell are you talking about? Even Gene seemed uncomfortable. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't deliver the way I was hoping for. 
you know, it would have been great if he'd went up on stage and knocked it out of the park, you know, playing some solos from from Kiss albums and the Invasion albums. That would have been great. But what he did now seemed like an old man. Well, I guess he's kind of old, but that had lost all his chops, you know, weren't able to do anything. And he just was there like a something you put up on stage. Hey, look at this thing. It was great 30 years ago. Uh, now take him back down from stage. That's what it looked from from the outside. So I would rather not have seen that. But I'm sure it's great when you see him in person and you can, yeah, that's a different thing. But for me, erase that from my mind. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> yes. All right, Ken. Wipe it out. Ken, what is your <laughs> uh, your? That was a good one. Your lump of coal. I didn't. That wasn't on my list though. Um, mine is the fact that there was no no new Kiss music or new Kiss video released this year. Uh, I don't count the repress, you know, the, you know, Destroyer and, and, and the solo album, Rock and Roll Over, that stuff. I mean, new Kiss, new, newly recorded, at least one song. Didn't even get that. Um, so, you know, Chief Kiss did, I wish they would have, added one new song to the kiss world thing that they're releasing like a, on the vinyl or something that would have been nice but yeah, oh well don't missed touch opportunity my there. as a bonus track <clears throat> mm, uh, yeah <laughs> no i want new music so anyway or the video like you know we've been waiting for the kissology 4 thing forever there's plenty of you know video out there yet to be released and i just don't, don't get it i just don't get why I mean, it's it's always sells well. Um, the video definitely the sells well. So I don't know what the problem problem there is. But that was that's my lump of coal for the year. So you don't appreciate all the material that a particular collector has hoard, uh, hoard former hoarder has leaked to uh, certain Japanese and European labels this year. All that shit that came out didn't make up for Kiss releasing it officially. Because I, I'm sure that person, who we won't name today, maybe one day, would love to know okay. that you're, would you would love to know that you appreciate their shenanigans and uh, lack of integrity. No, I mean I want I want new official releases. That's what I want. Ditto, Lonnie. What's your lump of coal? My lump of coal, and it's kind of nitpicky, but the way Kiss came on. Dancing with the Stars or whatever it was, and played a song, and then the host announced, "Well, you're going on your fair end of the road tour." Like Paul Stanley didn't even get to announce it, and he goes, "Yeah, that's right." And then that was it, and we didn't hear anything for several weeks or a month until shows were officially announced. I've never heard of a band announcing a tour on national television. And there being no tour dates, I thought they I thought they really could have taken the opportunity of being on national television, announcing they're going on their end of the road tour, and had a much bigger, larger scale of promotion right off the bat with that, instead of waiting until like Halloween week to to announce all those shows. I was and we and we talked about it on the show at the time. It's just like, well, 
what are we doing? I've never heard of a tour being announced and they're not being any dates. So it was really kind of bizarre the way that was handled. And maybe the intention always was to wait until Halloween week and right before the cruise and that. And they just took the opportunity of being on national television of getting asked, maybe asked to do dancing with the stars or something. Would you guys want to do this? And they said, yes, we'd like to do that. And Hey, I guess while we're on TV and doing this, we might as well say that we might as well pump our chest a little bit and let people know that are, that are watching this, that we're going out on, on tour next year. So I just thought the way that was handled and the way there was this just dead period in between was really kind of bizarre, but you know, I'm not on the inner circle. I don't know all the inner workings of it, but I just thought that was mishandled a little bit. And, you know, maybe someone will put me in my place and say, no, it was handled this way for a particular reason, but it just seemed odd. Yep. No, I, I agree with the, uh, the tour, but then again, my opinion of how the tour has been handled from its announcement to the tickets going on sale right as cruisers were setting off on cruise. And even though we were given cruise codes, which had very good seats that some of us weren't able to use. So, for example, yet again, you have me getting fucked, not being able to use my cruise code and basically choosing. Let's make that very clear. I chose to buy the platinum uh, pre-sale tickets because I wanted good fucking seats for the last run. And I, every time I'd done a Kiss Army pre-sale before, they were fucking bullshit tickets, absolute garbage. And I wasn't gonna, you know, wait and hope that I got better. So, you know, the the whole way that this crew, the the cruise and the tour, um, kind of worked together at the late announcement, they shouldn't have done anything with the tour dates going on sale anywhere near the cruise. It was just a complete clusterfuck for me, and I'm sure others were uh, affected who maybe don't have as big mouths as me. So I'm I'm still, you know, I, I spent the money. I clicked. I clicked yes. Um, my lump of coal for the year, though, is the Kiss Cruise itself. I'm glad I did it. I'm thrilled. But in terms of Kiss, it's almost like it shouldn't be called the Kiss Cruise, because all you do is see Kiss once. It's Ace is there doing three shows. Bruce is there doing two shows. Other bands are there, and you barely see Kiss. It's it's Kiss is such a small part of it. It's more about your friends than it is about kiss i saw tommy thayer walking throughout the boat and i know someone posted photos of other members of the band but they're so busy selling guitars mics straps bass experiences vaults snare drums cymbals used cock socks it's it's all become an exclusive buy-in emporium rather than an experience. And then to have the audacity to come on stage and hear some songs that we're rehearsing for the tour, where the historic kind of reason that people have gone on these cruises is because it is not the regular tour. That really grinds my gears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get you again, as much as I enjoyed the show and being there with friends and being in the same room as people I've known as being on the cruise seeing it, it really was laughable. Everything is an added buy-on. It, mm. it, it's nickel and diming. And I think we're going to see that on the tour. We already are, actually. Um, mm -hmm. it, when you think about these meet and greets, 
and how they've been restructured. Again, I agree with how they've been restructured. Um, so it's kind of, you can't win with me. I'm going to play devil's advocate against both sides of the question. <laughs> the Kiss Cruise was wonderful. The price is absolutely insane for what you ultimately end up with. Again, Ace, the criticisms are there and they're fair. The people who have criticized Ace for not being rehearsed and then him saying, well, he couldn't get a good Internet connection <laughs> to download the songs to relearn. Right. I mean, you, you just can't make this up. I had no. those songs on my fucking iPod in my room because I was rehearsing some of those for the jam session. Um Bruce Kulick being brought on and knocking it out of the park. There's zero criticism of Bruce. And don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing any one of these bands because, again, even from those first bum notes of Save Your Love, I was geeking out and enjoying every minute of it. But, again, the excuses of why it wasn't as good as it could have been, especially when you now look back and realize that they were brought on because Kiss weren't going to do anything interesting or special or out out of the box bothers me and that we still haven't gotten things that were promised to us on the cruise i mean it's like you still haven't gotten the things that were promised to you from atlanta so does that make kiss and sickman the same as the promoter from atlanta and, and not providing things that they couldn't provide enough signed items and again it's not because i care about the items because mine will go straight up on ebay because i couldn't give a fuck about a set of cards with four cards signed with smudgy signatures but it's the fact that all of these kind of things are afterthoughts not done properly and are very very expensive to do really kind of bums me out so i hope in kiss cruise 9 that they rethink some of the things that they've done this year in order to make it better again i'm mm -hmm. very much on the fence about whether i would go as much as i would love to see people that i've met during this kiss cruise 8 and those who i didn't didn't you know people skip this year yeah you picked the right year to skip probably um but are kiss going to do anything different i think they need to make more of a contract with people about what they will get on the cruise if it is you're on a boat and you're getting one show I think they need to say in advance, we're not doing any rare tracks. We're not doing that anymore. We're done with that. And let people then decide, but they won't. I bet they won't have the guts to say um, that their set lists are done, that they're not interested in doing any rare songs, making it special, that it is no different than the tour. So we'll have to wait and see. Again, I don't regret doing it. I'm really glad that I did, but that is the lump of coal that remains stuck in my shoe. I feel it every time I step that it was not an interesting set list. It was not an interesting show in, in many ways. When you go from the previous year of having a tank and having rare cuts to having really a rather bland set, the laser show was cool. But, uh, you know, the greatest hits, a, a, a taste of what the end of the tour, end of the road tour is. And it doesn't change my opinion of the end of the road tour. I'm going to look forward to that set. Again, I love every single one of those songs. I enjoyed seeing them live. Just needed one fucking deep cut at the end there. And it wouldn't have been a lump of coal then. I wouldn't have bitched about not seeing the band because they were busy selling paintings. <laughs> so... So that's my lump of coal. We have, we have one last question to address before we wrap this up and uh, move on to, to the guys in part two. What do you look forward to the most in 2019, Daniel? 
Well, of course, the concerts and the tour. But uh, other than that, I don't really know what will happen. So I'll, I'll have to guess. Um, of course, you're looking forward to, like Ken said, new music. Well, we know that won't happen. But maybe some sort of video. Um, and I would rather see some video from back in the day than from this tour. So hopefully they'll do something with that. I mean, as always, there are loads of opportunities for them. We'll see if they uh, take one of them or if they do it the easy way. Uh, another thing that I've been missing from the band is, you, you, I thought of it when you talked about books. I really like this one um, that came out a few years ago. And it's called Nothing to Lose, 72 to 75. I was sure they were going to continue this because this was a great success from what I understand. What about 76 to 79 and 80 to 85 and so on? I thought that they were going to do something like that. So that would be something that I would enjoy, a new book from Kiss with. I love this format. It's much the same as this great book that you all have. Uh, You know, plan some interviews that we haven't read before and uh, I mean it's not a difficult thing for the band to do I mean they have all the right connections they have fans that would do it for them even uh, they just have to put their names on the, on the cover and release it so why well, why aren't they doing something in that vein so I would like to see a new book a new a, a new old video uh, a, vin- a video of vintage stuff and they've been talking about, didn't Tommy mention uh, an asylum concert a few years back, uh, a year back that they had? And you have some semi-pro shot films from uh, uh, the Revenge Club tour from from Hollywood. And you have the, the, a pretty good uh, video from Japan in 95. So let's see something from from that era. I'm not sure it will happen, but at least you can hope for it. So I'm looking forward for the tour, of course, and then it's just a guess what we get other than that. But music. Yeah, I have to agree with with, um, Daniel about the – the you know new music of course but that's not going to happen but the the concerts definitely is the thing I'm looking most look forward to the end of road tour and all that happens with that and whatever else comes out of that I guess um, otherwise um, yeah the the music or or the video releases that that are a possibility um, would be would be you know a good thing um maybe they can do something the video release maybe at the end of the tour or end of the u.s leg end of the year with maybe they can finally get to that kissology four and and then also add a video of the end of the road on there too and, and combine it with all the first volumes so yeah one huge box set it doesn't have to be kissology four just kissology end of the road edition Kissology End of the Road Edition has everything from all the Kissologies before. All uh, a new video of the current, uh, you know, shows uh, from the year. So something like that I would look forward to. 
Awesome. Lonnie? I'm looking forward to hopefully another compilation of greatest hits to buy, you know, because we don't have enough of those. I mean, Kiss World, that's fine, but let, let's get another one pumped out before the end of 2019. I mean, come on already. Let's let's do let's let's do that. Kiss World 2. Kiss World 2. With like, this time, it's going to have deuce. Oh, oh, yeah, it can actually happen <laughs> because I can see them totally doing something when they go over the Europe in June, um, releasing something for that side of the world. And kind of like they did with Greatest Kiss, actually, when they did when they did uh, Europe, they released Greatest Kiss in, Kiss in 96 with one track listing. And then they did the Lost City Store in 97. They came back with a different track listing for Greatest Kiss. I could see them actually doing something like that. I mean, all joke. All joking aside, I you know, joking around, I'm doing another greatest hits package, but they actually could do it. Um, but that's not what I'm really looking forward. I would really want I want to continue this colored vinyl thing that they've started. I'd like to see some more releases like that in the coming year because those have been impressive in 2018. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to the tour. I'm looking forward to the shows that I'm going to. And I'll echo echo what Daniel and Ken said as well, that I would like some sort of kiss video, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever you want to call it, re- release something. I mean, kiss is one of the most visual bands of all time. And yeah, they gave us kiss rocks Vegas a couple of years ago, but you have to beg them to put out something on DVD or, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, and there's so much footage still available, supposedly put it out there. And, you know, I, I think their videos always sell well. Like I said, they're the most visual band ever. Put something out there to promote the tour on whether it be Kissology 4, whether you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. I would eat it up. Other fans would eat it up. Just do it. No, well, maybe now we've seen all this audio leaked. The video will start leaking, too. Hmm. That would be interesting. All right. What do I want to see in 2019? I'm looking forward to my KISS shows in 2019 as well, even though I think I've already seen the set list and the costumes. It'll just be a different venue. I can't wait to go to Vancouver and see that first show. I'm really looking forward to it. But what is the thing in 2019 that I I think I'm most looking forward to? That is Ace Freely. That is a video release of the 78 solo album plus some additional tracks that he goes in and he properly films it he properly records it he properly rehearses and practices for it and uh, gives us that um for kiss i i could say i'm looking forward to i would love to see you know this i'd love to see that but it's since 2007 that the last issue of kissology the magazines have dropped off in frequency. They haven't even remastered the remasters, even though they put out the K40 vinyl editions. They're, I just don't have any hopes anymore for KISS or Universal, who controls the catalog or whomever controls the catalog, doing anything with them. So I like the idea that Lonnie said of continuing to do the vinyl, the colored vinyl reissues, but... Is it something that I look forward to? No, give me Ace. Give me Ace doing his 78 solo album. Maybe Peter can pull it together and get his release done as well. Those two things I would really love. And you know what? Vinny Vincent. Surprise me. Some new music. That would be fantastic. I'm going to start holding my breath now, and I will pass out before the end of this show. But, uh, no. (laughs) 
anything I get in 2019, I don't see how it can top 2017 or 2018. Go to it. Prove me wrong. Let's see what you can do. All right. That's it for today, I think. Um, I'm going to do a quick intro into our second part of this, which, uh, you know, if you've made it all the way through this rather long episode, we've got another hour of people talking about the same things we've just talked to. I was uh, joined by Bill, by Brad, by Nils, by Alex, who shared their top kisses for 2018, their lumps of coal, and their hopes for the next year. So join us for that part, too, which will be up uh, very soon after this. But for now, from Lonnie, from Daniel, from Ken and myself, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Merry Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, uh, Happy Birthday, Peter, since today is, of course, your birthday. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching our show in 2018. We hope that we were not your lump of coal for the year. <laughs> we'll see you in 2019. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Wherever you join us, give, leave us a comment and see if I said anything I shouldn't have so that I can edit the show after the fact. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.